Welcome to Getting Healthcare Right, a bi-monthly podcast about the business of healthcare. Brought to you by TriHealth and hosted by Jamie Smith, president and publisher of the Cincinnati Business Courier. In this podcast series, we explore changes being made by some healthcare systems to provide care differently and in a way that benefits patients, employers, and entire communities all while costing less than traditional healthcare delivery. It's about getting healthcare right. I want to welcome you to another episode of Getting Healthcare Right, presented by the Business Courier and sponsored by TriHealth. Today, we have a special guest on the show who will share his own journey of wellness, Don Macaron. Joining Don will be Dr. Douglas Adams, a cardiothoracic surgeon at TriHealth. Dr. Adams specializes in surgical procedures involving the heart and lungs. In his practice of more than 20 years, he has been dedicated to developing and performing minimally invasive surgical techniques, resulting in quicker recovery times and better outcomes for his patients. Welcome, Don, and welcome, Dr. Adams. Hi, how are you? Uh, Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. Well, let's dig right into these questions. Don, I'm going to start with you. I understand you were a longtime smoker and your doctor approached you about screening. Can you tell us that story? Yes, I started smoking uh, probably around 1970. I was in my early 20s. I smoked uh, over 40 years and I knew at the time while I was doing it that it was not good for my health, it was not a secret. But uh, my addiction to the nicotine was just hard for me to break. I tried stopping numerous times, but was never successful. Uh, But probably about six, seven years ago, I did successfully stop smoking. And at that time also, I began to talk more with my primary care physician. And he told me that there were things that could be done to help detect potential problems with, with lung cancer and specifically this lung screening program, which I had never heard of. So I was very happy to hear about that. And I uh, took immediate uh, action to get plugged into that process uh, here locally. And I was so happy that I did. Uh, I actually uh, had a very good scan the first time that I went. uh, And I did that on an annual basis. So I was very happy to be able to be plugged into that that process. Uh, Excellent. I'm assuming you weren't having any symptoms. This was just the doctor taking that uh, preactive approach? It was all preventative. I had no uh, no uh, ill effects at that point from uh, from the long time of smoking, but uh, I wanted to be very careful and proactive to address my health care issues. And you all hit some very important points there. Um, this is not a symptom-driven test. It's a, it's a risk stratification, if you will. There's very good science behind it. A study in in August of 2011 looked at 50,000 plus patients, patients age 50 to 80 who've smoked more than 20 pack years, which is years times packs per day. And and as Don said, who still, even if you quit, it was less than 15 years ago, you were still within that risk category. So I appreciate you bringing up those points because those are very, very important points. So Don, when your diagnosis did come back, what did you think? Well, I kind of was lulled into a sense of false security, I guess, after four uh, benign scans 
uh, my fifth scan that happened earlier this year in March. Uh, I knew something was happening the day when they actually did the scan because they repeatedly had me going in and out of the, uh, the CT machine as I laid on the table. And by the way, the test itself is very non-invasive, very easy, very quick painless, no, nothing negative about it. It's just a, a very simple scan. But the point was, is I, I had that done and they were repeatedly looking at me and I, I asked, I said, is there something that you're seeing? And of course, they didn't tell me. They said, you'll find out the results later, later that day, which, which I did. And then when that came, then I was, I was, you know, aware then that I had a suspicious mass that, uh, you know, probably was, uh, was, was cancer. So at that point in time, I was uh, thinking the worst case that, uh, well, I have lung cancer now. This is my worst fear confirmed. I was thankful at the respect that I caught, but still uh, knowing that I have a tumor inside my lung was not what I wanted to hear. It's interesting to listen to that because number one, I think it's important for people to understand this is an annual screening. This is like mammography. This is like other screening studies. It's not a one and done. Um, and in fact, if you have a, a negative baseline scan, one that is benign, as you called it, that's a better baseline than, than anything else in terms of comparing what subsequently goes on. And the second thing is the terror, the fear that comes with this. I mean, lung cancer has such a horrible reputation, justifiably so. But in this circumstance, it's been detected at a point where there are a number of, of very successful therapeutic options to be done with it forever. It's interesting. I, patients come into my office and they have these findings. And, and the first one of the first things that gets said to them is, look, I understand this isn't good news, but it, it is a little bit. If you have to have it, it's been picked up at a point where we can separate you from it and we're done. I wasn't happy with the results, obviously, of the scan. But as doctors indicated, it was an annual scan that I had been doing four years prior. So I had, a, I had this baseline. But when I found out and I began to think about what is this going to mean, you go to the worst case scenarios where I thought, you know, I'm not going to live very long. I'm going to have to go through chemotherapy. I'm going to have you know, just the whole things that you you associated being very negative with having any kind of cancer. And uh, as I began to progress and learn what treatment could be for it, I was I felt better about it because surgery did seem to be the best option for it. When did you have surgery and how are you feeling now? Well, it's pretty interesting. The day that I was diagnosed, I immediately reached out to doctors within TriHealth that we already had a relationship with and met with them very quickly. They, the, the team here at TriHealth met and already knew my case. Uh, when I came in to talk to the oncologist, he's the doctor that I knew prior from prior experience. He already had met with the team, including Dr. Adams and then a pulmonologist and others. They knew exactly what my treatment needed to be. As I was talking to Dr. Parchman, Dr. Adams, we did a video chat and he explained the whole process of surgery for me. And I met and listened to uh, how they would uh, do a, a single anesthetic event for surgical removal of the tumor. And uh, just everything was very quick. Now, from the day that I was diagnosed to the day that Dr. Adams surgically removed it was 15 days. That's how quickly they responded to my needs. And again, we were thrilled to encounter the situation. I, we have worked very hard here at TriHealth, and it's, it's in creating a system that can meet patients where they are along the disease spectrum. In Don's case, it was being scanned and finding something early. His, I think, 
we saw you in the multidisciplinary clinic, which is a collection of about 12 or 15 physicians that get together and talk about individuals and then meet with those individuals afterwards to lay out a plan within four or five days. And, and then Don had the benefit of, of um, significant technology. Uh, Dr. Eisentraut here at TriHealth does robotic bronchoscopy, and we do these single anesthetic events where the Dr. Eisentraut does the biopsy in the operating room, the diagnosis is confirmed there, and then we proceed with the surgery right then and there. We really have worked hard to try to shorten that timeline from detection through treatment just because it's, from a mental health standpoint, it's agonizing. In addition to the technology that's available here, that provides the opportunity for the, the screening and detection, which I think we talked fairly thoroughly about the availability and the ease of all of that. But I, I think the other component to me that was very important was the team here at TriHealth that addressed my issues in their meeting, knowing specifically what I needed, and then the skill of the particular disciplines that were involved and obviously Dr. Adams and what he was able to do with the robotic surgery tools that he used greatly reduced the amount of downtime that I had. I was very quickly back to work, feeling good, feeling strong, and the skill that he has and so forth and being able to use the robotic tools available to him. The other doctors, the pulmonologists, the oncologists, they were all just great. And I think they're very special to making this whole package work and give you the best quality of life that you can achieve. So I wanted to give them their due respect and acknowledgement. And I appreciate that, Don, I really do. I guess the message, in addition to the value of early detection and what that the treatment options that opens, is communicating to folks that, look, surgery today or therapies today aren't what they were five, even five years ago, and certainly not 10 years ago. You had a procedure that 10 years ago, carried a length of stay of six days and the potential for long-term discomfort. You went home the same day and you're doing well. So we have worked very hard as healthcare providers to try to take what we do and minimize the disruption of normal life in an effort to treat folks with these diseases. And this is a very good example of that. Well, you know, obviously this story, uh, you know, should convince everyone why screening is so important. But Dr. Adams, can you tell me how important is that early detection? I mean, how different could have been had he not had this, you know, this annual checkup? So historically, the paradigm of detection and treatment of lung cancer has been symptom driven. You know, there were accidental findings, if you would, somebody gets a car accident, gets a CAT scan. But that paradigm, detection based on symptoms has a survival of about 15 to 18%. If you look within the context of individuals who detected early within the study that we talked about back in August of 2011, about 80% are detected in stage one or two. That survival is between 80 and 93%. So it is night and day. There's absolutely no comparison. And you're talking about a CAT scan. You're not talking about a colonoscopy. You're not talking about, and if you look at the numbers, it takes about 300 of these scans to save a life lung cancer-wise. It takes about 800 colonoscopies and about 1,200 mammographies to accomplish the same thing. So uh, across the board, it's effective screening. Dr. Adams, are people taking advantage of these screenings? Fortunately, no. Um, there was a study published just last week that demonstrated between that only about 6%, 6% of individuals who meet the risk criteria actually get those scans. And again, to review, the risk criteria are age 50 to 80, if you smoke more than 20 pack years, and that's packs per day maximum times years smoked, and if you quit less than 15 years ago, 
I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of people that meet that criteria and only 6% are taking advantage of that. The reasons for that are numerable, but the point is that's what this is about. Trying to demonstrate to folks, look, you have the ability to take control of detecting what has been perceived as a lethal disease, catch it when it's not and get it taken care of. Now, obviously, anytime you're talking about screening and, and test, insurance enters the world. What are the insurance rules about lung cancer screening? My primary care physician told me about the screening process and also told me that, you know, most insurances would cover it. So uh, when I went and had the screens done, it was all covered by insurance for me. That has been our experience. It's a paid for benefit now. Whether or not that fits into your deductible or is covered, that's that's a plan by plan phenomena. But there are not any programs out there that do not offer some form of coverage. Medicare has taken the lead on that in defining the risk group and then paying for the study. Now, Dr. Adams, do you find like, obviously Don was great. He had his first test. He continued to have his annual screenings. Do you find that many people get that first screening that's, hey, everything looks good, and they just don't follow up after that? We have in the past. I think we have the team that is responsible for this side of our lung cancer program is very, very passionate about this. And so the rationale behind the scan, the facts behind it, any the minimal risks associated with radiation, which are minimal, and the importance of follow-up annually and following up any abnormalities is very thoroughly and effectively communicated to patients. In addition, they track those individuals. So when next year rolls around, there's a reminder that goes out. You're right. We want this to be effective. The entire theme of our podcast is about TriHealth's population health strategy. With you being a surgeon you know, who treats lung cancer, how does this approach of medicine help you do your job? Well, it's interesting. In a past life, I studied public health and I have a master's of science in public health and have been involved in development and healthcare programs in the developing world. That's what this is. This is recognizing a disease state that exists, defining a risk population and developing strategies to assist those patients accessing the detection. So this has been very rewarding because these folks are coming in when we can realistically do something that is very beneficial, generally speaking, effectively treat them or even cure them. You couple that with the robotic surgical techniques and the robotic bronchoscopy techniques that we've been able to use. And you have patients that enjoy what Don did, and that is that a diagnosis, a surgery, and a discharge on the same day. That's great. I'm going to ask uh, this last question to both of you. Don, I'll start with you. I want to ask you what you'd say to someone who used to be a longtime smoker. I would advise them to talk to their primary care physician and get information about the screening program, uh, and specifically here at TriHealth. That's such an easy program to enter into. The people are great in getting you uh, set up to do the scan. The scan is simple and easy. Uh, there's no reason not to do it. You know you put yourself at risk by smoking. If you wanna ensure that you live longer for your family, for your grandkids, whatever, take advantage of the technology that's out there. and then. Don't be afraid. It's, it's a non-invasive procedure, very quick, very, very simple. I'd almost say you'd be a fool not to take advantage of such, such a good test to help save your life because that's what it did for me. Yeah, that's a great testimonial. Dr. Adams, what would you add to that? I wouldn't add anything to that. I think that would be articulated. Great. Well, I want to thank both Don and Dr. Adams. You know, it's so great to hear stories like this. 
And it really just gets to the point of this podcast about the journey we're going on population health with TriHealth. I hope all of our listeners have enjoyed uh, today's episode as much as I have. It's great to hear these kind of stories. If you have missed any of our prior episodes of Getting Healthcare Right, make sure to go online at CincinnatiBusinessCourier.com. Go to the top left toolbar, look under Partner Insights, and you will see a link for Getting Healthcare Right, where you'll find access to all of our previous episodes. Again, thank you both, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for downloading Getting Healthcare Right. Presented by the Cincinnati Business Courier and sponsored by TriHealth. To learn more, visit trihealth.com.